Hello? Hey. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you loud and clear. All right, what's going on? Nothing much, man. We're back at it again, getting ready. Uh, this is, I would say, episode number seven for our listeners. All right, it's been seven already, man. Time is flying. Yeah, it really is, really is. So, what's up, listeners? Uh, this is uh, co-host Dennis speaking, and I'm on with uh, Bruno. I mean, excuse me, Tom today. Tom's on with us today. How you doing, everybody? <laughs> so, but hey, man, so I was just listening, or I looked up something in Facebook, ironically, is making a brand new tab that's going to be dedicated to gaming. Isn't that, like, kind of crazy that how fast Facebook is capitalizing on this whole esports gaming thing? It's awesome, and it's kind of funny. I've seen – I follow some Facebook streamers that play games, specifically yeah. like one guy called uh, Stone Mountain 64 And I had watched him a lot on YouTube, and when I noticed that he started streaming on Facebook, I'm thinking, wow, gaming has come such a long way that it is, like, penetrating every single, like, social media like, uh, platform out there at this point. It's penetrating everything. It's crazy. Yeah, it is. And I'm just like, man, because, you know, first when Facebook did, they did their whole thing with the live and everything. And yeah. I mean, I haven't quite figured out how to do the whole stream of the gaming on Facebook live. I'm sure like, you know, you probably have to have some type of following or be, you know, one of the more better known gamers to get that streaming. But just imagine when they open that floodgates to everybody, or all the gamers out there who could just now, instead of having a business page, you literally have a Facebook streaming page and then everybody can just go right to your Facebook and uh, watch. I mean, that that could probably scare Twitch because it's, Facebook well, has a lot more people. I'm pretty sure that it is open to mm. everybody. However, it's as congested as Facebook is, it's most likely very difficult to really get a footing in that, especially since it's not just gaming. It's everything on Facebook. So. That's true. That's very true. So, hey, by any chance, did you happen to see uh, somebody brought it to my attention that the ESPN or EA Sports does a draft now for like I think it's NBA 2K. Have you seen that? Have you seen the news about that? Hello, you still with me? Uh oh, think we might have lost time. Uh, so until time. Uh, hello, can you hear me? <laughs> can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Did you hear what I? Uh, you hear what I said or no? Yeah, yeah, I heard. I think that's awesome. I haven't, I didn't hear about it previously until now, but I think that's great. I, I love how ESPN and other channels as well is getting so, it's it's accepting. It's accepting yeah. esports for what it is, and I think that's great. Yeah, it really is, and I think um, I think the girl, and it was actually a girl who got drafted to play uh, for uh, the, I think it was the Golden Nuggets or one of, one of the team, one of those te- one of those teams. But I was just sitting here like, wow, you got to be kidding me, man. Like, they got a draft. So just like somebody gets drafted to be in the NFL or the NBA, you know, they literally draft their team player. And it's just EA Sports is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's only like a minute aspect of it. Because, like, what what game is it that you um, that you play again? So my main game right now is actually Overwatch. I play a little bit of Rocket League 2 and some other games here and there as well on top of that. Oh, okay, okay. Now, Overwatch, they have competitions as well, right? Don't they have uh, major competitions? Yeah, so their biggest thing right now is the Overwatch League, which is actually huge right now. And it's actually being shown 
on ESPN it's shown, even Disney XD, sometimes even the channel on TNT, it's occasionally shown on that. Um, so it's awesome. It's coming. It's huge right now. Um, and actually, um, they, I read that in 2020, yeah. in 2020, they're looking to get home stadiums for each of the teams in the league, which what? would be a first of its kind in the, you know, in the esports world. So they'd be able to actually have like home matches, for example, which I think is incredible. Man, that, that is really crazy. Now, for some of the listeners, I mean, to our avid gamers, shout out to you guys. You're very familiar with everything we're talking about. But me personally and uh, some of the other listeners, what is, like, the uh, the whole premise behind Overwatch? Like, how is that? What is that? Is it a single-person shooter? Is it a team game? Like, how, how is it all work? It's definitely a uh, team game. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a first-person shooter, but it brings kind of a new light to a uh, first-person shooter. So, essentially, it's two teams of six, and yeah. there are different types of game modes. Um, there's one where it's similar to King of the Hill, where you basically okay. have to get a capture point and hold control for a certain amount of time. There's one where you have to move what's called a payload with an attacking team um, to the end of the map against the defending team. And there's one which is uh, similar to that, but it's an attacking team trying to capture a point. So like an area of space, essentially. And there's two of those then. So you capture the first point and then move to the second point. So there's a couple of different game modes and there's a lot of strategy involved in Overwatch in that you can have different compositions. So, for example, there's a damage. Um, there are damage heroes, there are tanks, and there are healers or support. Um, yeah. Kind of form your team in the best way possible. Now, what Overwatch does nicely is that it doesn't restrict you. So, for example, games like League of Legends um, or like Apex, for example, you choose your character and you're that character for the game. In Overwatch, right. say you choose one thing and it's not working. If you die or if you go back to your spawn point, you can change to another hero to kind of work around what's going on in the game. Which I, ah, I to, really, to really compliment your other players or your teammates. Exactly. Your wow. Oh, shoot, man, that's, that's kind of dope. You know, and like I said, it's the little things like that because there's so many different games to play. There's so many games that people are, you know, avid players, and it is just like the intricacies of each game. It's totally different. Right. That's why somebody who plays Apex or Call of Duty or Fortnite, you know, for the most part of single shooter games, but play them for their various reasons. Now, what do you think about um, Fortnite? They just did their new title, right? Or their new season? Yeah. So how do you feel, how do you feel about that, that new season? Because I know uh, when, when Apex came out, Fortnite didn't have their new season, and now they've come out with it. Do you think it's going to pull away from Apex and it's going to kind of go down to two? Or you think I, Apex is going to kind of still be a contender? I think Apex is definitely a contender. I feel that Fortnite – the thing with Fortnite is that it appealed to such a huge fan base, to yeah. the first-person shooters too. And I remember Bruno had mentioned it last time about how younger gamers like games focused on building and that kind of thing. And Fortnite encompassed that, which was right. huge to that younger base. Now, a game like Apex – won't appeal to such a young base like Fortnite will. So I feel that um, much of the younger crowd will stay with Fortnite and stick with it and stick with those big Fortnite streamers and the gamers, whereas more experienced FPS-focused gamers and viewers will kind of stay 
maybe go back and forth, but I think they may favor Apex for those reasons because it really Apex really brings the focus back to your F- classic FPS skill base. Right. You know, shoot the enemy, kill them instead of Fortnite. <laughs> speaking, I felt Fortnite yeah. really turned into if you can build better, you're gonna win. Um, right. So it took away a little bit from that actual shooting aspect that they actually skill with the shooting and brought it more towards that. Which nothing wrong with that, of course. But yeah, I'm a little more favoring to uh to Apex. Nah, I I me too, me too. Like I said, off uh, from the last podcast, I was just saying, hey, listen, at least I can get some wins and some kills in Apex and all that other stuff. Because you know Fortnite, it's you know I don't have the patience, and, and I guess I got to get better with being patient. Because some of these uh, games, once you die, you're like, oh man, I gotta watch somebody else play. Like you know, before the other games, where you, once you die, you just respawn. You're back in the game, play for hours now. It kind of puts that little pause, and you're like, "Ah, oh, this kind of sucks." You yeah, know, it makes dying a little bit more like, "Man, I got to be a little more careful here." <laughs> like, I'm yeah. just. And that's the beauty of Apex is that it's the first battle royale game that I, uh, uh, as far as my understanding goes, at least that even if you die, you do have a chance to come back. You know, if they get your your yeah. beacon and they go to that respawn beacon, they can bring you back. And I heard, I don't know if this is true or not, but I heard that Fortnite might try to do that as well. I think they saw how successful that was. I think they might incorporate, they may try to incorporate that as well, or at least I've been told. Yeah, really. That would be interesting if they, if they try to do it. If I would, I mean, personally, I think that if they did do it, it might actually hurt them inadvertently only because, you know, the first person to do it, you go always rock with them and everybody else is kind of a copycat, which will only make it more of like, Oh, so now, Fortnite is copying Apex. Apex kind of feels like, all right, so we're doing something and they can kind of create another competitive advantage. I yeah. think Fortnite will probably stay in their lane and, you know, being good at what they do and enhance it. But who knows? I mean, it, it would be very interesting to see. And again, that's just my personal opinion. But let's keep curious. With Fortnite, I 100% agree. I think it may be shooting themselves in the foot because I think people will definitely see through it that they're really trying to pull from different games. And now, if they were to be open about it and if they were to say like, hey, as, as a developer team, we saw how successful this was. We want to incorporate it to try to yeah. build our game influence from this. I think if they were to be transparent about that, I think it could help them. I think yeah, it's like, oh, we're incorporating this new system. Check it out without really crediting where they saw it from. I think that may be what shoots them in the foot. And Fortnite in general, I mean, a lot of people don't know that Fortnite, the original Fortnite game was not Battle Royale. It has its own game called Save the World, which is a PvE kind of game, a survival game with like zombies coming at you. And that was around for, I don't know exactly how much longer before Battle Royale came out, but yeah. it was getting a ton of recognition. And so, I, and I mean, I could be wrong about this as well, but PUBG, P- Players Unknown Battlegrounds, mm-hmm. first Battle Royale games that really hit the ground running wasn't the first one, of course, but one of the ones that gained a lot of recognition. I think they saw PUBG and said, Hey, we could do this. And I think they saw that ran with it. And that's when Fortnite battle Royale came about. Um, I I haven't tried save the world, which is again, the PVE, which you can play with your friends. Your friends can join on in and do that too. Um, I do want to try that out, but I find it interesting that a lot of people don't even know about that. They don't even know that, there was a player versus environment mode before the battle Royale. So Fortnite already, when it first came out, it already 
to me, it was like, oh, maybe they're trying to copy this. And now with Apex, they're trying to incorporate more things from Apex as well. To me, yeah. it's putting the wrong way with, with Fortnite. I was never huge on Fortnite, and this is even more so clarifying that for me personally. I respect yeah. Fortnite as a game, just not for me. Right, right. No, I, I agree with you 100%. It's one of those things that it, it's just too much for me. Like, I, I just look at it, I'm like, yo, I, I can't watch the screen and the building and the, the shooting. And I, I don't even know how they see half the people they shoot half the time. I'm like, yo, how did you see that shot to make the shot? And next, you know, a game over. And I'm just like, man, if I can't even see what happens, you know, it's not like a sports game where you watch the ball go up into yeah. the hole and makes the shot. That you're just watching somebody jumping, moving, building. It's just, to me, it's just too much kind of going on, and I get lost in it. But I guess that's probably where some other people, they, they like that. They're like, yo, I'm totally... Yeah, and again, no, nothing against them. I mean, Fortnite, I do love what Fortnite did with, with what they had to work with. They were very creative. Right. And they, they did have a lot of originality, which I respect. It's just not for... Right. I get it. Also, we talked about the Facebook a little bit earlier and how they were getting into the gaming thing. Also, Snapchat is too. They have plans to launch some stuff. And uh, actually, in April, they acquired, I know, Fruit Ninja, the little swipe thing yeah, on your yeah. phone. Yeah, they actually acquired them for uh, $8.6 million last year. And uh -huh. now they're looking to bring in, I wonder how it's going to work now. Snapchat is also getting into this whole gaming world. So I'm just kind of like, you know, we're right on the cusp of everybody's buying in, like the buy into the whole esports and then yeah. even the mobile esports, mobile sports and gaming is going to be crazy. Wait till the, the 3D yeah. aspect gets into it. Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah, I guess uh, for some reason it, I guess we lost connection or anyway. But you heard what I was saying about Snapchat, right? Yeah, I think that's incredible. And uh, I also heard that Instagram was also going to start some kind of service as well in that aspect, which I think is, it's incredible. I mean, it goes back to what we originally were talking about. Everyone is trying to get into it. I yeah. think it's, the world is finally starting to see how big this, this, this world, this community is. Um, mm -hmm. And especially recently, it's really, you know, taken, taken the world by storm. And people who have never really known about any of this is now saying, hey, what is going on with this? Like, what is this now? And, and they're starting to recognize and realize that, I mean, it's not just about just gaming anymore. It's so much bigger than that. It's a, it's a whole, it's a whole way, almost like a way of life, you know, um, yeah. Yeah. it's creating jobs, it's creating, I mean, listen, it's got us podcasting, it has a streaming, it, you know, it has coaching, it has, it's, it's like its own evolution of this is just kind of like the way of life. Like, you know, Hey, listen, you're a gamer. That's, that's kind of how, that's like a lifestyle you live. That's the trend you are. You eat, sleep, breathe. And there's nothing wrong with it, but it's had a, you know, a lot of people just like, Oh, it's just games. And it's like, no, it's so much more than that. And it's universal too, because it's across the world. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, we're talking about it here, but in China and some of these other countries, it's, bigger, even bigger, way more involved than what it is. I, if I'm not mistaken, I think um, China has a building, <laughs> like a 10, 27-story building. Every single floor is just nothing but gaming. Now, <laughs> we don't got that here. <laughs> it's not the United States. Not yet. <laughs> you know, 
Yeah, it's funny. I mean, but, talking about the other countries like that as well, coming back to Overwatch, the Overwatch yeah. have countries from all over the place. They have Korea, China, Paris, um, England, Canada. They're along wow. with you, and they're all playing in the same league. And I think it's, it's great to really – almost like how the World Cup soccer brings the world together. Yes. I think, like, Overwatch and these other esports are kind of working towards that same thing, and I think it's, it's the greatest thing. Yeah, it is. It is. Now, do you think with um, some of the other leagues, like, what is the major, uh, I guess, championship? You know, Overwatch has one. Like, who are some of the other ones that hold really, really big uh, championship type events that where like the world competes? Like, I think Rocket League, right? Isn't Rocket? Doesn't Rocket League have one? It's definitely up there. Um, yeah. I, know, um, I have also seen on TV a lot of fighting games like Marvel vs. Capcom. Or okay. Street Fighter, I've seen. Um, oh, the name is escaping me now. Um, CS:GO. CS:GO. Okay. Yep. League of Legends is huge and always has been, and I think always will be huge. Um, there are so many out there, you know, and there's a little bit for everyone. It is definitely is, and I've seen uh, recently Call of Duty. They had their championship going on, but it was something that I I thought was really interesting. It was being held at. Uh, Fort Fort Worth or something like that. I'm like, you know what? I never thought about it, but Call of Duty is major in the army bases. And I mean, the United States, like we have huge army, navy. Like I didn't realize how big it was as far as that game in particular with the military. Like even our military is into esports. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like they got competition in teams. It's kind of just crazy to think about that. Yeah, it's it's insane. It's and I mean I I've heard that they're also trying to bring it more into it too, which I think is awesome. Um, yeah, you know. Well, I would say with with all of these teams coming up and all these players, you need coaches. Yes, <laughs> you know you need coaches because uh, not every not everybody can play the game as good as they would like to believe on such a competitive level. Right. That games really you know it it takes a lot of skill a lot of strategy and a lot of communication i mean i it's just as simple as oh you're playing uh let's say overwatch or you're playing uh apex and you don't have a mic you shoot yourself in the foot because you can't really talk to your team you know and it's just like some of those um little minute things that somebody who just plays and they're like, yeah, you know, I play pretty good. And just, then you go against some real players. Oh yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> like what just happened here? You know, because a lot of people, especially, I mean, I know a lot of people who have the mind, who what they want, but may not always have the capability to put it forward. And I think going back right. to the thing, I think those are the people who really should be looking into the coaching because if they, it, it's all about psychological, you know what I mean? It's right, right, right. Help someone else do what they have in their mind. I mean, that's a coach. You know what I mean? Right. If they can help someone else say, hey, maybe try this strategy, do this, do that, work with the team in this aspect, even if they can't perform themselves. And I think that's right. Where, you know, that's where coaches shine. No, I, and I agree with you so much. And, and it makes me think of just, um, you know, within the high schools, you know, where some of the younger players are, they kind of need that coach or that guidance you know more than anything because of course they like to know it all and they're probably way better at the actual game 
think even the coaching, but you just brought a really good aspect that you're mentioning. It's kind of like that guidance and that understanding. Like, hey, listen, yeah, you're right. You know what? You can play this game with your eyes closed, which is great. But when you get to a competitive level, there's so much more. Yeah. And that's where I think coaches or, you know, individuals are interested in being a coach could look at from the aspect. You don't have to know how to play the game in order to coach somebody to be a champion in the game. Mm-hmm. You know, you see where their weaknesses and you, you know, help them help set them up. Exactly. And, and especially a big thing is teamwork. So a lot of guys yeah. may be individually talented beyond belief, but if they don't know how to work as a team, they may not mm-hmm. ever succeed in that specific game. And that's where right. can say, hey, work on this. You know, you're, you're going to do this while your teammate does this. And then they can sort of, you know, build, build that bond and really get them working as a team. Right. No, absolutely. Absolutely. So where would you think, and I, and then we guess probably, I'll probably get my opinions on this too. Where do you think between high school esports, college esports, and professional esports, in your opinion, do you think that's kind of like the, the best strategy or way most people are going to become professionals? Or is it going to kind of be like, you know, you have like a LeBron James who basically skips the whole college thing and just goes right to professionalism. Like, how do you think that whole thing is going to work? Because right now, in my opinion, they seem that they're set apart. Like, you could be in a high school esports and you're just like the king of high school. And then, you know, college is a whole other level. I wonder how that will all tear out. I think up until now, it was the LeBron story where someone, you know, went into it. I I feel like the way it has been, high school esports was never a huge thing. College esports right. only recently became, you know, it's getting bigger now. I think yeah. at the esports level, a lot of those guys kind of just, they didn't really start at the bottom, if you will. Where I think now what we're going into, I think high school, the more high school grows, the better it's going to be for esports. Because right. you start younger, now you're not only are you honing your skills, but you're mm-hmm. getting into the industry earlier, which will help your mind frame as well. I mean, you can see a lot of professional athletes out there start very young, you know, start at the club level in elementary school and work their way up through the high, um, high school, then college, and then get yeah. drafted. I think what's, it's moving towards that with esports too, and I'm excited for it. Yeah, no, I really am too, and I think it's something that's needed. I mean, right now it's like, uh, it's not the wild, wild west, but it's a, it's a huge whirlwind of what's going on in the esports community in the esports community but i do think the structure does help enhance it and kind of broadens because you know if everybody is playing games who's making them you know and who's like who's doing the other aspects that kind of go into the gaming world so i think as high school you know in high school esports maybe they introduce you to one you play for your esports team but maybe you learn a little bit about you know coding and then maybe in college you can play for your esports team, but then you know a little bit about esports management. And then you kind of get the whole spectrum and it can really be a career and it can be, you know, presented that way because you literally do go through high school, through college to get to professionalism. Just kind of like, you know, if you want to be a doctor, you go to high school, college, doctor, and you really get good at it. So I think that as it continues to grow and hopefully more high schools start to bring this into their curriculum, it'll be a win-win for everybody because now they got the attention of their students again. Nobody knows they go to school not to pay attention to anything. <laughs> Nobody cares what the teacher says. Right. <laughs> you know. So definitely, definitely interesting, man. Well, 
I mean, I'm not sure if there's anything else. Maybe you might want to cover. Go. You got anything going on? Because I know you got your Twitch channel. Uh, so I definitely want to make sure people kind of check you out. Anything you got going on right, as of lately before we uh, close out our lovely podcast? As far as the Twitch goes, I mean, I we play all kinds of games on my Twitch channel. I know my I have a partner on Twitch. He plays a lot of Smash Bros. Which I mean, <laughs> we haven't really touched about uh, on that at all. But the Smash esports community is also huge. Uh, which we can yeah, probably yeah. another episode. <laughs> that could probably be absolutely. <laughs> Uh, Maybe we'll get some partner and come on. We can we can all talk. You be the three of us. And we we can chop it up. So he has a lot to say as well about that whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, all right. Well, listen. Just uh, for all of our listeners, we thank you for tuning in. We got we do have some uh, up and coming guests we're looking to have on the show. Uh, maybe be some players you've heard of. Maybe some colleges you've heard of, or a high school you've heard of. But we have a few things lined up for the upcoming podcast and if you're interested in being a guest on our podcast definitely uh shoot us a message subscribe to our show uh share this because it's really about bringing the long island gaming community together because there are so many local long island gamers who are out there and it's time we just all really connect and just have a really good time and enjoy this esports e- movement we are all one. <laughs> Basically, it, it's the truth, man. It's time. Listen, we all play together and it, it's that much more fun. You know, that's what it's all about. It's about playing together. All right. All right, everybody. So you tuned into the Long Island Gaming League podcast. Until next time, this is Dennis. And I'm gone. Um, bye-bye.